Hey, it's Michael, and welcome to another podcast episode. Before I get into today's episode, we wanted to make an offer to you. If you go to firmsconsulting.com, you will see a pop-up or you'll see a place to add in your email address or you can register on the Firms Consulting website. If you register onto that website, you get put into an exclusive list. And what you get in that exclusive list is samples of the content we have available to FC Insiders. So that said, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the next Strategy Skills podcast episode. In today's episode, I'm not going to answer the question directly that a client gave me because I don't think it's the right question. I have problems with this question. But I'm going to discuss the question because asking the question raises a point that I think is worth addressing. So the question is, how do we handle a horrible client? There are a lot of things wrong with this question. I would like you to take a minute to think about what's wrong with this question before I get into it. And I'm assuming you've now paused and you've come back out of your moment of Zen-like focus. And you may or may not have identified the problems I have, but I'm pretty sure you'd be pretty close to it because it's fairly obvious. Are you familiar with the broken windows theory? It was developed by Rudy Giuliani when he was mayor of New York City. Now, many of you will not know this, but New York City was a little bit of a hell zone in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, especially the 70s and 80s. I mean, Times Square was... A horrible place to be. Crime was prevalent. It was a very bad place. If you watch movies of the 70s and 80s of New York City, they don't leave a good feeling in you. There's crime everywhere. There's graffiti on the subway systems. There's murders. There's enormous amount of rapes and so on. So Rudy Giuliani rolled out his thinking on the broken windows theory where he says that if you walk past a building that's clean and nice, you treat it as if it's clean and nice. If you walk past a building that has broken windows, you assume it's neglected and no one cares and you can get away with anything. So you do something to the building. Maybe you break a door. Maybe you spray graffiti on it. The person who comes after you sees a broken window, graffiti, and he maybe starts burning stuff there. The next person comes, broken window, graffiti, burnt out cars, and he starts doing worse things. The broken windows theory says that it's almost a ripple effect, a compounding ripple effect, a little crack in this case, a broken window, leads to bigger and bigger problems down the line. Now, you may see where I'm going with this. Calling a client horrible is an absolutely offensive way to speak about someone who you have chosen to serve. You weren't forced to serve these people. You are not doing charity for them. You are not doing them a favor. They haven't begged you. They are paying you a lot of money at market rate to work for them. And to turn around and pass judgment and call them a terrible or horrible client is absolutely not in keeping with the values of any professional anywhere in the world. And you may say, well, you know, I made a mistake. It's not a mistake. Because if that's what you think of the client, and that's what you think you can get away with saying in a society that obviously expects some modicum of professionalism, what are you actually thinking? It's probably a lot worse. The words you say at the tip of the iceberg in terms of what you are thinking when no one can see what you're thinking and when no one can understand what you are thinking. But the worst thing I've said about a client, I say a client, this is a difficult client. That's the phrase I use. This is a difficult client or this client is quite demanding. That's not passing judgment on the client. This is not saying the client's bad or good. They're saying the client is difficult. They require a lot to be done. They keep on checking things. A client is quite demanding. That's not a good or bad judgment. A client can be quite demanding and good. A client can be quite demanding and bad. A client can be difficult and good. A client can be difficult or bad. But when you start talking about a client being horrible, you've passed judgment on them. 
you've decided that the client is a bad person. And horrible is a pretty offensive term. Now, you may think it's not a bad thing, but imagine if this is the way young people are taught to speak. Imagine you had a five-year-old daughter and you allowed her to speak about people like this. This person is terrible. This person is horrible. This person's a jerk. And you let her speak that way. How do you think she would continue speaking as she grew up? Would you be pleased with that outcome? The answer is obviously not. The same thing is going to happen to you in your career. If you're the new person in consulting and this is the way you think about clients, or this is the way the firm talks about clients in front of you, or this is the way the firm allows you to talk about clients, even if it's behind closed doors, it doesn't make it better. It doesn't make it better, not because it's just a once-off event, but because when you wire your brain and you wire your psyche to think about clients in this way, it just gets worse. You, as a young person, don't know what's right or wrong. You start mimicking the behavior. If you think the client's horrible, you start treating the client like they're horrible. If you treat a client like they're horrible, you're not grateful. You're not respectful. You don't show appreciation for them. You don't value their resources and time. You waste it. You think that the client is doing you a favor by hiring you so you don't do your best work. Worse, you think this is normal to disparage clients, which means that at some point, even though you think you are very careful, you will let it slip. Now, you think letting it slip in front of the client's bad? No, let me tell you something. Letting it slip in front of a competitor is even worse. Because if a competitor or a potential new client, means the competitor of the client, which is a potential new client for you, sees you talking about another company like this, why would they hire you? No one's going to hire you. You are derogative towards a client. If you think a client's horrible and you're a partner, you should not serve them. It's that simple. No one says you have to serve them. The client's not insisting you take their money. There's no government mandate saying you have to serve them. You have chosen to go to this client and say, look, we want to serve you. If you think the client's that horrible, honestly don't serve them because it'll get worse. If you're a junior person and you're not in a position to pick and choose your clients, that's not technically true. You can choose the studies you serve on. But assuming you don't have that choice, you got to ask yourself, if you think this client is horrible and this is the way you think, how is that style of thinking conducive to doing your best work. When have you ever done your best work when you have horrible thoughts about people? Now, I know a lot of you are going to say, oh, Michael, you're too high standards. You know, this is not the way the world is. The world has always been this way. For centuries, millennia, you disrespect someone and they find out about it, they will cut you off at the knees. You start developing yourself in a way where you think it's okay to speak about clients like this. It will only get worse. We don't become better. We are a function of the people we are around and the things we say. Within firms consulting today, if someone ever mentions that a client is you know, terrible, I don't you know, we shouldn't worry about them, I will immediately stop the meeting and say, we cannot speak like that. We will never speak like that. And you cannot say that again. The worst thing I ever want to hear is a client may be demanding and that's fine. Or a client may be difficult in some of the requirements they want. But we cannot pass judgment on clients. We have no right to serve them. We have no reason to serve them. We are making the choice to serve them. And if someone's so horrible, we should not serve them in the first place. And it's not about a little statement because what you say becomes your culture. Years from now, people tell the stories of what the previous leaders did and what the previous leaders said. 
The stories that are passed down are basically the narrative that comes out of the mouth of past members of the organization. And there's no such thing as, well, I'm saying it in private. Yeah, you're saying it in private, which is another way of saying I'm poisoning my organization without anyone knowing of it, because that's what you're doing. You are poisoning your organization. You're creating a class of professionals that think it's okay to disparage clients. And worse, if they think it's okay to disparage clients, they think a client is not worthy of respect, which if you think someone's not worthy of respect, how would you possibly give your best? So how do we handle a horrible client? First rule is do not call them a horrible client. And for those of you who think that, well, it's easy for me to say this because I was a partner, I never had horrible clients. If you followed my career, there's a couple of training programs on the website whereby I list out my career in enormous detail. That means one program has over a thousand episodes. Not all of them are up on the website, but by the time it's loaded up, there'll be over a thousand episodes cataloging every study I've done, everything I've done, which is why I'm so careful with my privacy. You know, I don't want someone saying a partner from this firm was involved in this issue. Either say good things and give you all my details, or I give you very little and share every bad thing that happened. But my point is I made a reputation for myself by dealing with the clients that everyone said was the worst at the firm. I would go to clients who had thrown consultants off an engagement, who had told the firm to leave. I built my reputation as a troubleshooter. If anyone had a right to call clients terrible, it's probably me. And I never did that. You know, I'd go into new engagements sent by the partner to fix this. And people would say, oh, this client's terrible. They're so demanding. They don't know what's going on. They're really stupid for not understanding this. And I'll just tell them and say, look, first rule, client's not stupid. We have agreed to work with them. We were not forced to do it. If you choose to work with someone, you are choosing the terms on which you want to work with them. There may be misunderstandings, but we cannot speak about a client like this. I don't want to ever hear that. If you have a problem with this, you can leave the engagement or leave the firm. It's your choice. If you think I'm being harsh, that's an exact, almost a word-by-word rendition of an actual, several discussions I've had with consultants. You either show respect for the client, show respect for the values of the firm, or you leave the firm and the client. It's that simple. But if you think that you're going to find another partner and another client where you can behave like this, it's not going to happen. If you think you can leave and act the same way, you might as well leave the firm. You must inculcate a sense of respect because the first time you start disparaging your clients and not caring about them and not worrying about them, you've effectively lost your clients. You may not have lost the revenue yet, but it's going to come at some point because you think the client's stupid. They don't know anything. You know best. Therefore, the client's telling you things that are not true. You, they are wasting your time. That's the narrative. That's how it grows. So remember, how do you handle a horrible client? By first not calling them horrible. And if you can't do that, you leave. Remember this very clearly. No one's asking you to take their money. You have chosen to do that. It's a conscious and deliberate choice that you've made. So they don't owe you any favors. Some clients are very demanding. I've worked with some clients who check everything and are very demanding. That doesn't make them horrible. In fact, they can be fun at times. And there's a reason why they may be demanding. Maybe they've worked with your firm before and you didn't do such a good job. Maybe they worked with other consultants and they didn't do a good job. Remember, dealing with a client like dealing with any relationship, you've got to understand where the other party is coming from. If you date a woman who's been divorced three times, she's not going to trust you for the first few months. But you can't say, well, you know, there's nothing I can do about that. She doesn't trust me. You knew that going in. She was divorced three times. 
can you blame her for not trusting men or women? I don't know which way she's going, right? Again, it's just like a relationship. You can't have a good relationship if you think terrible things about someone. Then don't be with them. It will never work because your thoughts are the things that are going to guide your actions. As always, remember that it's these little things that matter at the end of the day. That's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed doing the episode. Finally, I want you to remember that the only way to get access to our special offers, the only way to get our special pricing, and the only way to get samples of our content is to join the list on firmsconsulting.com. It's the only way also to get access to our unique advanced content that we make available to insiders. So if you want to get a sneak peek of things, test it out, see what's in there, this is the place to go. And finally, I want to thank you again for making us one of the largest podcast channels around the world for careers and for the 2 million downloads and counting.